Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is January 6th, and our reading comes from Matthew chapter 5. Remember, Matthew chapters 5 through 7 is this Sermon on the Mount. We've already covered the Beatitudes, which is basically the introduction to the sermon that dealt with our relationship with God and then how that impacts each other. And now Jesus begins applying those ideas to some very practical, ethical issues that people were wrestling with in his day and that people are still wrestling with today. So Matthew 5, beginning in verse 27, Jesus says this, you have heard the commandment that says you must not commit adultery. So several times he's going to give the command and that he's going to actually raise the standard. Now, this is important because some people believe the New Testament is all about grace, as if the God of the Old Testament was kind of mean and mad and there was no grace. The truth is, God has always been a a God of grace. We don't have a new God in the New Testament and an old God in the Old Testament. We have one God, and He's always been a God of grace, always been a God of compassion and mercy and, and patience. But grace, some people believe in the New Testament when we talk about the idea of grace, that grace lowers the moral or ethical standards that God has for his people. Well, when you look at the life and ministry of Jesus and the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus addresses all of these ethical issues in his day, what becomes obvious is Jesus didn't come to lower our moral and ethical standards. He actually came to raise them. But here's what's good. Jesus came to empower us to live up to this new standard. So over and over again at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, he's going to say, you've heard this. This has kind of been the old standard, but I say, here's the new standard. Okay, so let's look at it again together. In verse 17, he says, you've heard it said, the command, you must not commit adultery. But I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for the whole body to be thrown into hell. So this is so important. What Jesus is going to make clear is I don't want you to just behave in public. I don't want you to just not commit adultery or not get caught committing adultery. Actually, what I want is your heart. I want to do a work in your heart so that you wouldn't even look at another woman and lust after her. Instead, you'd look at other women and you'd love them that you'd see them like a sister, that you would be concerned for their well-being as opposed to trying to take advantage of them sexually. So Jesus has raised the standard, not committing adultery. Well, 
The truth is, most people can can keep that standard, but Jesus has raised it to a whole nother level. I don't even want you looking at women or women. I don't want you looking at men and lusting for them. So now he's got to do a deeper work in our hearts so that when we see somebody that we would normally be attracted to, rather than taking advantage of them, even if it's just with our eyes and in our mind. Instead, our heart is full of love and our motivation is for whatever is in their best interest. That's a whole new deal. And that's something that God is producing in our hearts. Now, let me say this. This is so important. In our culture today, especially with smartphones now, All types of pornography, sexual immorality is available to us at our fingertips for free and basically in private. So you can have a ongoing battle with lust and sexual sin that nobody knows about. And it appears there are no real consequences. What's the big deal? Well, here's what Jesus says about that. If your good eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It's better to be blind than to live and hang on to this sin. So here's what I I would say about that is Jesus would say to us, I think practically, we need to do whatever we have to do to guard our sexual purity. Why? In our culture, this is so important to understand, sex, money, power, fame, those four things in particular, if we're not careful, they will rob us of a hunger for God. And instead, our attention is on our sin. And for those of you listening, if you're battling with pornography, you know that's true. That what you're constantly thinking about is not Jesus but the image, the thing that you've seen in the next high, right? And so Jesus would say, hey, you've got to take some practical and even drastic measures to guard your purity. So for me, what that means is my phone and my computers, I have Covenant Eyes, which is a software that protects you from being able to see something you really shouldn't be looking at on your computer or on your phone. And I don't know my Apple passwords, Tina and my assistant, they have that, manage that. They manage my social media. In fact, I don't even have the ability anymore to download apps on my phone because sometimes those apps are unguarded and unfiltered. And so I've just done everything I can to really protect myself from being in a situation where I may see something I shouldn't see and my heart begins to drift and I begin lusting for a another woman rather than having eyes only for my wife and a heart that's longing for God. So Jesus is saying, listen, what you've been told is, well, just remain faithful to your wife. And that's good. But Jesus says, I really want to do something even more profound in your life. I want you to be able to see women or to All the ladies, I want you to be able to see men in our culture and for you to see them through my eyes, to love them the way that I love them. You wouldn't be trying to take advantage of them. You want what's best for them. And that's a work of the spirit in our hearts. The only way to have that happen is we've got to be with him 
So we become like him, and then we begin seeing people doing what he did. We begin seeing people the way Jesus sees people. So what we're going to see as we're walking through our passage today is that Jesus doesn't lower the standards. Grace doesn't lower the standards. It raises the standards, but it also empowers us to live at that standard by transforming our hearts. It's not about our willpower. It's about our heart. Does that make sense? All right, let's keep going. Watch this. In verse 31, he says, you've heard it said, a man can divorce his wife. Verse 32, but I say, don't divorce your wife unless she's been unfaithful to you. So he says, your standard is, if you're going to divorce your wife, you've got to give her a certificate of divorce so that she's got the legal right and ability to remarry because often in the ancient world, a single woman is you know, at the mercy of culture and often would have to prostitute herself to survive. So she needs a written certificate of divorce so that she's got the legal right, the ability to remarry and is not so vulnerable. Well, Jesus says, no, 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 no. I want something far more for you. What I want is for you to love your wife. I don't want you to just keep her or let her go with a legal paper that helps her. No, I want you to love her. I want you to lay down your life loving and serving and blessing her. And the only exception to that would be is if she's unfaithful. Now, here's a good question. Why is that an exception? Because when you get married, the man and woman become one. The two become one. What God has joined together, let no one separate. However, adultery is when a man or woman rips themselves apart from their spouse and then unites with another person. And Jesus says, when that happens, you're not obligated to reunite with a person who ripped your union apart. But what Jesus is saying again in this passage is it's not enough to just live with your wife. It's not enough to give her a a certificate if she leaves or if you're putting her out. No, I want you to love her. God's raising the standard, which means I, I've got to give my life to serving and to bless my spouse. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 33, you've heard it said and your ancestors were told, don't break your vows. But I say, don't even make vows. Why is this so important? Here's the point Jesus is making is that we have a tendency to make vows because vows can be manipulated. Vows come with loopholes. And so often when somebody says, well, I swear on my mama's grave, usually that's because they don't have enough integrity to be trusted that their word is true. And our vowels usually have loopholes. So what Jesus says, instead of all of these little games, just be a man or woman of your word. Just be honest. Do what you say you're going to do. That's better. Now, again, that's an issue in our hearts, right? God has produced character in us so that we can be a man, a woman of our 
word. God doesn't want us just to play these games where we appear to do what we say. No, Jesus is saying, do what you say, right? All right, here's the next one. Verse 38, you've heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But Jesus says, no, I say turn the other cheek. Now, what is this eye for an eye? This is so important to understand. I think we have a hard time in modern culture really understanding the point of the Old Testament demanding an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But what that was about is justice instead of vengeance. I mean, just think about it. If somebody punches you in the mouth and knocks your tooth out, then what you want to do, what I want to do, is to punch them in the mouth and knock all their teeth out. Right? And so what the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth did is it allowed the community of believers to say, we're going to bring justice into this situation. We're not going to allow a person in anger driven by their emotion to seek vengeance, which exceeds justice. So eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth was actually limiting our response to make sure it was a just response, which again forces us to allow God to do a work in our hearts. Because for all of us, when somebody offends or hurts or attacks us, we want to respond by taking it up a notch and giving it back to them, right? And so Jesus says, no, no, no. Let's act justly. Let's let the way we respond and relate to each other reflect who our God is, a just God. Verse 43, you've heard the law that says, love your neighbors. Jesus says, but I say, love your enemy. In fact, he goes on to say, if we only love those who love us, so what? Even unbelievers can do that. So again, God wants us to live at a higher plane. God wants us to live like Jesus. We don't love Jesus and so he loves us. No, he loves us first, so we love him, right? That's what the Bible says in 1 John 4. Jesus says we love God because he first loved us. And in the same way, God is producing in our hearts as we walk with him, the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is love. And that fruit is not selective. So if God is producing his love in my heart, I can't give it to some people and withhold it from others. When God is producing love in my heart, the truth is I can't help but love the people that love me and the people that don't love me. Now, my love manifest differently for those who love me than it does for those who are hurting me. That's true. But in either case, I have a supernatural love for people because my love for them is not based on their performance or what they do for me. My love for them is based on what God is doing in my heart. It's based on my character, not their character. Just like God's love for us is based on God's character, not our character. And then finally, let's finish this section in verse 48. He says, you're to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Well, there's the standard of grace. It's perfection. He said, well, Alan, how can we be perfect? 
Well, this is what's so beautiful about the gospel. This is the good news. Jesus was perfect for us. And when we open our heart and receive him, we receive his perfection. We receive his righteousness. We are justified. We're washed in the blood of Jesus, not because we're perfect, but because he is perfect. And now as we walk with him and he works in our hearts, rather than playing these religious games where we try to appear to be more spiritual than we are, but truly we're looking for every opportunity to take advantage. Instead, he's transforming our hearts and we want to serve and to love our world. And when the church, if the church all over the world started doing that, boy, we would transform our world almost overnight. But instead of that, most of the Christian world, 2 billion people worldwide, have been trained in religion. They've been trained to come to church and to, and to keep these big rules that Jesus has just talked about, but they've never learned to live at a higher plane. They've never learned to walk with God. And so it's really limited the impact we have on our world. Remember, if we're going to be the light of the world, if we're going to be the salt of the world, we've got to allow God to transform our hearts from the inside out. And that's what we're trying to do. Every day. I'm so proud of you. Come on, let's keep connecting with Jesus throughout this year. Let him transform our hearts so that we can live at a higher plane. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this word. I just love it. So grateful that you are producing new life in us. So grateful that Jesus has already done for us what we could not do for ourselves. So we trust you. We invite you to produce your life in us. Help us to walk with you and love and serve our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. Hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.